Hi, I'm Lauren Class Schneider with Class Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Kristen Hange, director of Accidentally Brave, playing off Broadway at the DR2 Theater. Welcome. Hi, thanks, Lauren. I'm happy to be here. Oh, thank you for your time. And let's just dive right in with this incredibly incredible play. Accidentally Brave is playwright and star Maddie Corman's inspiring true story about discovering a new normal when her world falls apart. Tell us about you first being attracted to this courageous new play. Um, well, I have been a dear friend of Maddie's for about 10 years now. Oh. So I was at first attracted to the person mm. and um, you know, lived through the story secondhand because I was one mm. of the friends of uh, Maddie who heard the news. And I knew her, I knew her children, I knew her husband. Mm. Um, I wasn't in, like, the closest circle of friends, but maybe, like, mm-hmm. the second circle. Mm. Um, far enough away that I wasn't sure when it first occurred if I should reach out or not. Uh-huh. And I had some uh, similar experience in the past enough that I felt connected to what was occurring and so I reached out to a, a, a dear mutual friend of both of ours, and, and I said, you know, um, I'm just sensitive to what Maddie might be feeling right now, and I'm wondering, mm. do you think it would be a good thing if I reached out to her? And then for your listeners, anyone who might not have seen Accidentally Brave, um, what occurred in Maddie's life is it became very public, and it was uh, all over the news and mm-hmm. newspapers, mm-hmm. Um, that her husband was arrest, uh, arrested um, for looking at child pornography. Mm-hmm. And uh, her husband is a really great director. Um, you know, at the time he was vice president of the Directors Guild of America, and their whole life exploded um, mm-hmm. as uh, this news suddenly, moments after she learned it, the world learned it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, her life went upside down. And one of the things that I, that I think called me to the story immediately um, was that we've all had something that has come into our lives and just seemed unsurmountable, that it has crushed us, that has broken our paradigm of what we thought life was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And we want to put our head in the sand and say, I am done. I want to check mm-hmm. out, you know, whether it's bankruptcy or, a, or disease or betrayal something that feels like there is no way to go on. And and something Maddie, you know, talked about was you would see people that went through this in the public eye where Mm -hmm. there would be some sort of scandal that broke and they would disappear for a while. And Mm -hmm. then a few years later they reemerged. But no one ever talks about what happens in that liminal space. So I I had my own history. I had a partner – in 2008, um, who uh, came out that he was a sex addict. And because I had lived through that in my own experience, it had taken me into a process of therapy and meetings. And what was really extraordinary is I met lots of other partners of sex addicts, and I was like, whoa, (laughs) these are the best women I've ever met in my life. And I I started, you know, uh, and as life does, when you start to realize something, I, I would sometimes joke that, oh, yeah, being the partner of a sex addict is the fast track to enlightenment. 
Like, if you, if you just want to, like, really go through the fire, that is the fast track way. Um, and what I learned in the process personally was a deep empathy for uh, the, the, the partner and for the addict. Uh, a huge amount mm-hmm. of compassion for both parts and what that disease does. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just gave me a starting point to have a dialogue with Maddie mm-hmm. from the very beginning. Also, just like side note about me, um, I'm not only a director, but I, I'm also a little bit of a story midwife. So people, oh. co- people mm-hmm. come to me often with stories um, and talk to me about its structure, its process. Sometimes people come to me when they're stuck in the writing process. Mm-hmm. And this is something I've done for years and have worked with many of Maddie's mm-hmm. friends. Um, and I had also directed Maddie as an actress in other projects. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. one day she called me and said, I think I, I'm supposed to write about this. Can I come over? Oh, oh so it was, um, it was a must-do that was so compelling in so many ways for you as artists and just as humans on the planet. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and if, you know, if you don't mind me, you know, just speaking completely uh, transparently, I actually had a vision of it. I had mm-hmm. a vision uh, before she even called me of Maddie doing a one-person show. I, 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 I knew I had this premonition. I was like, oh, Maddie's going to call me. She's going to write about this, and we're going to do a show. Oh, and, and how great with them, the medium of theater to tell and continue to tell the story. And, of course, the title says so much with so few words, you know, accidentally brave. Like, okay, I'm curious, which is a wonderful way to go in. Um, The piece, of course, evolved in residence at New York Stage and Film in 2018. Since then, what was the process for you and Maddie or the two of you together or others that you felt were strong advisors in how it went the next step? So it started the first four to five months was Maddie just coming over to my apartment, and she would bring her journal entries and text messages she had during the time. She would talk about the process. We would write together, kind of incubated in my apartment for, mm-hmm. for you know, um, four, five, six months. And then at a certain point, um, we gave it to Joanna Felsner over at New York Staging Film. Mm-hmm. And then we started to, instead of working on it as a, we, we had been working on it as a writing piece just to get it out. And, now, and then once we got it there, it was, well, how do we tell this story? Mm-hmm. How do we make this theatrical? Um, how do we make it active? Uh-huh. A lot of experimentation. As we know as theater artists, show not tell. But when you're doing mm-hmm. something that is so personal, how do you get the audience member so that they are an active participant in what is occurring? And so we started to find that um, in our first incarnation with New York Stage and Film uh, over a a winter period where we had a week to work on the text and then we showed it to people for the first time. And the very first time we put it in front of an audience, it was a very small audience, under 20 people, we knew that it had an incredible sense of power and mm. um, that there was a universal feeling that people got when they watched it, that it brought up their own healing process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then we brought it to New York Stage and Film summer program. We did some rewrites from what we learned. And when we brought it to the uh, 
summer program, we had more time to work on it, to start to flesh it out. Uh, it became very clear what we didn't need in the story. More edits happened. Um, some more characters emerged. And then, then we did it for an audience of over 100 people. Uh, might have been 200. And we had strangers see it for the first time. Oh. Mm-hmm. And that was really powerful for me mm-hmm. as a director to be able to sit back and watch couples watch it together. Mm-hmm. And what I saw up at Vassar was that all of a sudden, you could see it was like a, a married couple, that if I was going to make up a story, it looked like they'd been together 50 years. Mm-hmm. And you would watch the woman put her arm around the man. Or in another row, you'd watch a man like lean into his wife or um, two people would take hands and you'd start to um, feel this kind of communal group empathy emerge. And it was not just empathy for Maddie, but empathy Mm -hmm. for what it means um, to heal alongside another person that often happens in in a long-term partnership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so incredible. It's goosebumpy just to hear how you were observing an audience observe and almost kind of participate in the content of the play. Um, with regard to the rehearsal process, with you and Maddie being so close to the material and each of you having your own stories that you bring to it, and you also, as I love that story midwife, as well as director, how did you manage the rehearsal process to achieve what you were looking to achieve as a director with your actor as the writer? Well, it was interesting in that because we had done some workshops and readings of it before, certain things start to emerge. Oh, this is the section that does this. This is the section that does this. We had only ever worked with a chair before, so we knew a chair was going to be like the center point. Um, But we also wanted to use projection like a character inside of it. Mm -hmm. So I like to play a lot in the rehearsal process. And Maddie also is very playful. So we would go with our instincts and we would take a section and start to put it on its feet and see what feels right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was, kind of a, it was a carving. I always believe, like, you know, they say with Michelangelo and the David statue, it's already in there and our job is mm-hmm. to take away everything that is not that. Uh-huh. Um, I feel the same way with uh, directing a play. It already knows what it wants to be. Can we listen to it and let it tell us what it wants to be? So every day we would go in there and we'd explore our instincts and we'd put it on its feet and we'd start to listen to it and it would tell us what it wanted. It's so lovely to hear the analogy. Um, last question. Maddie, when speaking with Playbill, said, my intention in telling this story is to be of service. It, it seems that the two of you are similarly aligned in that way. And talk about audience responses with the New York run, and does it feel or seem different than the run at Vassar? Well, the, the, when we did it in Vassar, it was only one performance, but uh-huh. there was such an outpouring of emotion. I believe it was one performance. My, my memory could be fuzzy because it was such an intense time. Um, the, the run at Daryl Roth has been incredibly powerful. One, people should know the show is very funny because Maddie's very funny. So you are going into something that is intense. 
but she does keep you laughing all the time because of her way of looking at these crazy things that are occurring in her life um, and how her family and her and her children used humor as, well, as a way to get through it. Some of the best lines come from her children in the play. But in terms of audience reaction, I mean, I was there last night just to check in on the play and um, seeing people in sobs after the show is normal. Um, mm. But also seeing people with a great, like, joy for life and uh, an enthusiasm is also normal. Um, someone that I know um, came up to me last night and said, hey, you don't know this about me but I uh, got sober 11 months ago, and so this show is exactly what I needed to see. Oh. And whether, all right? And so whether or not you're in, re, in any kind of recovery or you're mm -hmm. in the recovery of your own heart or the recovery of your own family, this play has a way of meeting you where you're at. And I had a girlfriend who said to me yesterday, the play leaves enough space inside of it for you to make internal connections with whatever your process has been around the thing that has been the, the most devastating in your life. And I thought mm -hmm. that was such a beautiful reflection. We've also gotten so many emails, text messages, letters, people from all over the world who Maddie has given a voice to. Mm -hmm. And that has been an incredibly rewarding process, you know, to realize that whatever our st your, your personal story is, it's important to tell it because it can be of service to someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been incredible, Kristen. Thank you so much for sharing so much of yourself and your story and your directing process and collaborating process with Maddie Corman on Accidentally Brave. Oh, it's um, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for letting me share. Of course. I'm Lauren Clash Schneider with director Kristen Hange from Accidentally Brave, described as very funny, and I'm also understanding, of course, cheer-provoking, playing off-Broadway at the DR2 Theater through July 14th. Thank you.